We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. To be honest, I would put myself in the same category as D-Wade. Now Artest is jumped over the scores table. Artest is in the stands. This man was a bona fide scrub. He can't play. When I go to the writers to tell me who can guard in this league, I'll put a gun to my own head. Welcome to the award-winning Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast, sponsored by Gamer Saloon. It's Friday, March 12th, 2021. Alex Baruta with Shannon McEwen and Ken K. Train Kreitz. All aboard! You can find this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Rotowire.com, and of course, YouTube, where we would appreciate not only a nice review, but fan feedback, which is the segment we'll be getting to later. On the podcast, uh, let's kick things off right away with the most important news of the day. Tony Snell hit a game-winning three-pointer to I lift the Hawks. I had to immediately Hawks. text you guys as soon as I saw that. <laughs> uh, Punching Bucks, bag of the pod, Tony Snell. Bucks and Pistons legend, Tony Snell. Uh, but now he's on the Hawks. Uh, game-winning three-pointer over the Raptors yesterday. Uh, which also helped me win my three-way parlay 
uh, on the gambling roundtable. So that was nice. Um, It was his only shot of the second half. Very Tony Snell-esque. And it was wide (laughs) open. Um, Like like Ken mentioned, we have taunted Tony Snell plenty of times on the podcast. uh, So we have to give him his moment. But we're going to ultimately use this as a segue to talk. Also, the YouTubers, Alex, huge Tony Snell fans. He's big on the tube. Uh, we're, we're going to use this to talk about the Raptors actually. Um, do you, I, Shannon, how do you feel about the Raptors potentially trading Kyle Lowry? It, I mean, are you in a position where you want to sell high on Lowry just in case? Uh, no, no, not really. I, I feel like any team that's going to acquire Kyle Lowry, I would, I'm assuming it would be for a starting guard spot. So it's tough. It's tough. I, I also still believe, I mean, where the Raptors are positioned, I would be surprised if they actually move Kyle Lowry. And we've seen throughout the years, a good four or five reports that the Raptors have Kyle Lowry on the table and then they never end up trading him. So it's, it's one of those things where I'll believe it when I see it. Um, and I, I just, I mean, it's always worth selling high. If you really believe that he's going to get traded, you can always float him out there and try to get a great deal. Um, but I'm not, I wouldn't make it necessarily a priority. There is one possible sort of dream situation for the Raptors. With Lowry's contract ending at this season, you could deal him to his hometown Sixers, um, get Matisse to bully, which I'm probably butchering, uh, and re-sign him. In the summer and bring them back to Toronto yeah. when they're actually playing in Toronto. I mean, if there was ever a season for the Raptors to tank. It's when they're playing in an empty Tampa Bay arena. So, but uh, you're right. Obviously, he means a ton to the organization. But if you're confident you could re-sign him for next year in Toronto, I'd at least explore it. But as fantasy-wise, you're right. I don't I don't see why you deal him. My chances of that are probably pretty low. Yeah, Raptors are 17 and 20 right now. Um, eight games back of first spot. And yeah, I mean, they're, I think they're, they're upside in territory. territory. They're playing yeah. territory. Their upside might be like fourth best team in the conference. Um, okay. So uh, speaking of a, a, well, I mean, the Heat are kind of struggling this season, but we have Bam Adebayo missed last game, Ken. Yeah. He's not going to play again tonight due to knee tendonitis. That's his third game out with that. And also a uh, big name, DeMar DeRozan. Is out for his father's funeral. Our sympathies to the DeRozan family. Guys, you think the Heat can put together another run at the end of the season like they did last year? I I mean, I, I think they started off the year so bad and they were missing so many guys. Jimmy Butler missed so much time with, with COVID. Oh um, and the, uh, I think ankle. Yeah. Yeah, I think they can get back into the swing of things, but... I'm not expecting them to make kind of that um, underdog sort of, I mean, they're not even really the underdog story anymore, but um, yeah, I'm, I don't think they'll make it to the finals or maybe even the conference finals. If that's what you're asking. No, I would be surprised if they make it even to the second round or well, second round's doable. I, but yes, conference finals, I would definitely be surprised by, um, I feel like there's a clear-cut top three teams in the East right now with the uh, Sixers, Nets, and Bucks, and I really don't think there's anyone that's that's all too close to those three. Um, I guess you know Heat and Celtics both right there, 
But I, I think the the Celtics are better positioned than the Heat even. I I just don't I don't believe the bubble play for the Heat is is necessarily a reflection of of their actual um, <laughs> how good they actually are. They they played above their heads in the bubble, um, and that was a, we knew something weird was going to happen with the bubble, and and that's what it was. I mean, it was the Heat making the finals. Uh, no one would have predicted that, and I. Highly doubt it would have happened if it was a regular season last year. Alex, take us to news in Golden State. Yeah, James Weissman benched in the first half of the loss to the Clippers last night. Uh, it wasn't coaching related. He, he missed his COVID test during the break. So um, that the league kind of steps in there. Uh, well, it was coaching related in that Kerr was angry at Weissman oh, sure. for missing the test which did force him to miss Wednesday's practice. And right. so to punish him for just, he forgot, he admitted later, he totally forgot about the test. So Kerr, actually, I don't think they played him until the fourth quarter. Um, he still actually had a decent line. But uh, uh, anyway, he kind of a bonehead rookie move. Uh, and I think uh, Kerr used it as a nice teaching moment and called him out in the press, like, <laughs> let the press know. This is because he's spaced on his test. Ed Wiseman apologized a lot. It did make me kind of think, though, guys, what do we think is Wiseman's second half forecast? He came out of the shoot red hot, then sort of faded uh, heading into the break. What do you guys predict for Wiseman? Well, I mean, he, right now he's outside of the top 180 for the season. So he just like has not been a useful fantasy player. And even in DFS, the upside really hasn't been there that often. Um so I, I don't know. I mean, the, the Warriors are obviously they're going for wins right now. They have, you know, they want to develop Wiseman, but not as much as they want to get wins. And I think Steve Kerr still trusts Kevon Looney more. Looney knows the system more. And they, they play Draymond at center, too. Right. So um, that kind of complicates things. So I don't have a my outlook isn't that high. I think he maybe could crack the top 180. Right. And maybe be worth, you know, 14 team league status. But I wouldn't. uh I'm not banking on it. My dog has a hot take. He thinks Wiseman, <laughs> uh, they're going to give him minutes and that the Warriors are going to tank because they're all in for next year when Clay comes back. He was scratching my chair. He's really adamant about it. Yeah, I I think it just depends on where the Warriors are in relation to playoffs and if they're gonna if they're gonna factor into that. If they're in the mix, then that gives them an excuse to continue doing uh, handling Wiseman the same way they have been. Um, if they fall out and they're just out of contention altogether, you know, I could see him having like the final, you know, three, four weeks of the season, just, uh, getting, getting 30 minutes and having a pretty monster production for that run. But I, I also think it's somewhat unlikely that they will be totally out of the mix. Um, they need the Kings so, or the Thunder to pass them to really, and that seems unlikely. That does seem unlikely. Uh, absolutely. Does that seem unlikely? Um, so I, I just, it's a tough one. Um, I still like him long term as a prospect. Uh, you know, sure. and, and you know, seeing what he did last night, <clears throat> he didn't enter the game. I think he played the entire fourth quarter, um, and it, they were down by thirty. So it, it's tough to really properly gauge it. But it's still seeing someone go off for fourteen and seven in twelve minutes, uh, six for seven from the floor, uh, certainly encouraging. Yeah. He stopped blocking shots for some reason. I wonder if they're, you know, was he selling out for them early and they're making him play a more conservative D or is he just, uh, I don't know, kind of on a rookie day. Is he going to hit the wall? Yeah, it's tough. His per minute production has been pretty solid 
So it's, I think with him, it's just a matter of can he get those minutes. So over 30 per 36, he's at 20.8 uh, points, 10.5 rebounds, and 1.8 blocks, 52% from the floor, 61.5% from the line, so that's not great. Um, and 39% from downtown. He's not taking a lot of three-pointers, though. Even even per 36, it's under two three-point attempts per game. Um, but still, I mean, he sh- so he's showing 21 and 10 upside. Um, for a 19-year-old, that's very encouraging. Uh, he's just you know, he's got to be coached up, and, and I think he will be. It just seems pretty obvious it's not going to happen in year one. I like the I like your idea though. Maybe he's a playoff stash. Maybe they just you know when they're out of it, fantasy playoff stash. That is, uh, sure. if you've got their bench room, I can see them being out of it. Him getting thirty a night. Uh, Alex, we got some funky news out of Houston. Not not totally surprising, but interesting. Yeah, PJ Tucker traveled with the team yesterday but he refused to play that's kind of the word that's coming out of houston he is frustrated with the lack of a trade uh he's a free agent at the end of the season and the contract talks between him and the rockets stalled um i would assume that's on his end uh not wanting to play for the rockets who are clearly not interested in winning anymore he's been griping about his contract all season i think he wanted it renewed for multiple years which seems like an odd demand on a rebuilding team, but uh, maybe yeah, that's forced his hand to get out of there, right? It's not like he's getting his jersey retired in Houston, so I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what is he like? Give me maybe four years, sixty million. PJ leaves. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, ultimately, PJ Tucker, he's going to get either bought out or traded, um, and that turns into good news for you know if you're a manager and you have Jay Sean Tate, if you have Justin Patton. We'll get to some guys in the uh, like waiver wire section of the article that might well, be Vermont's options on. Own, Vermont's own Anthony Lamb signed a two-way deal, scored first points ever for a UVM basketball player in the NBA. Thank you, Vermont fans. P, you know, I would have thought that P.J. Tucker's lines on an almost nightly basis, you know, the, the six times that he's played 30 zero. minutes or more and had zero points scored this season, or the four <laughs> other times he's had zero points scored, or, you know, the times he goes out there, plays 25 minutes, zero points, two rebounds, zero assists. Those all are indicators of, of him not wanting to play as well. <laughs> um, so I wasn't surprised by Thursday's news. You think this helped the offense? <laughs> <Talk Yeah. laughs> they, they, the Rockets were not very good uh, last <laughs> night. Uh, they lost by 20. And yeah. the game was never really close. So. I, was that 14 in a row for them? Yeah. Yeah. Losses? Yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. Well, Alex, we had a ton of guys come back. It makes sense. They had the uh, all-star break to get healthy. Walk us through all the uh, returning players last night. Good news. Yeah, there's probably someone on this list that I'm missing, but I, this is the bulk of it. Marcus Smart had 19 points. Devontae Graham, 18 minutes. Aaron Gordon played 14 minutes. They're on a back-to-back. Uh, the Magic are, so he... There's a chance he might not play today. Laurie Markinen played 28 minutes, scored 23 points. Otto Porter played 18 minutes, and DeLon Wright played 22 minutes. Uh, and we also have uh, Larry Nance Jr. and Kevin Love. Uh, Larry Nance Jr. is coming back today. Uh, Kevin Love is questionable. And this leads us, uh, Ken, into our fan feedback. Yeah, I want to thank our fans for watching uh, YouTube uh, the last week, the episode. Did well, and we got some great questions. 
So uh, I'll I'll do the questioning and you guys uh, give us some answers. First, our fan Akshar Ayer, who asked, "Do I drop Lamarcus Aldridge for Kevin Porter Jr.?" I want to give Akshar some credit. I think he posted the question before the buyout. To his credit, when did the buy? Do we know what day the buyout happened, or they anew- announced LMA wasn't coming back? Uh, what day that occurred? It was Wednesday. Oh, it so was, that would have been before Wednesday. the pod. Yeah. So he knew. Anyway, anyway, he said also. But anyway, called the Kevin Porter before his 10 assists last night coming off for uh, the Rockets. So uh, I assume we all agree maybe at this point. Porter for LMA or do you wait for where LMA goes? I'm in on Porter over LMA. I I think LaMarcus Aldridge, wherever he goes, I mean, he was only playing like 25 minutes a game for the Spurs. And he looked four and a half rebounds a game for LaMarcus Aldridge in 26 minutes. Ugh. He did not look um, spry. You want to uh, guess what his you want you know what his um, overall box score plus minus has been this season on on a team with a winning record? Overall, like minus forty. I don't know. <laughs> minus one point two, but still. Oh, minus. you're talking about net rating. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. net rating. Okay. I got um, you. Yeah. No, I I'm I would also make that move. I I actually I think Kevin Porter's getting a little bit too much hype. And last night's blowout performance uh, certainly is going to uh, make that hype become even more ridiculous. Uh, but I, I do agree that that's the move. Um, L- LMA, he's just, no matter where he lands, it's probably going to be a contender, right? So whether it's the Nets, whether it's the Clippers, whatever role it's going to be, it's Sounds- probably going to be a 20 to 25 minute per night role. I don't see him going and playing 32 minutes for some contender um, and, and logging, you know, the the historical stat lines that we've seen from him for the past decade. Uh, it's going to be more of a compliment complimentary role, you know. So at best, he is Serge Ibaka with the Clippers, and that's at best. I don't even think he's going to be that. Yeah, I, I like him going to the uh, Suns actually, backing up DeAndre Ayton. They need some help at the five, and they kind of play a more traditional center role. But fantasy-wise, yeah, he's dead weight. Uh, the, the follow-up question was, Larry Nance or Kevin Love from waivers? That's mm. tough. Um, I think I lean to Larry. I expect him to just at least play more games than Love. Yeah, the games play is where it gets interesting. I mean, we know Larry Nance can be like a – top 60 guy when he gets those minutes, right? Even maybe even better than that. If he gets like the real starters minutes, I don't know. I mean, Kevin Love can be like a, the 30th ranked player in fantasy if he's healthy and plays 35 minutes or whatever. And motivated. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I would feel safer about Nance, but obviously the upside, the upside is with Kevin Love. There's no question about that. Yeah. I think I would aim for the upside. Um, it, it's, it's hard to tell what Cleveland's going to do. I think we could see Nance play some three. Um, you know, he could also, we'll see yeah, definitely. I, you know, we could, we could also see either Nance or love, see some backup minutes at the five behind Jared Allen. Um, but it's, it's, it's tough there. I mean, essentially it's probably going to be one or the other um, or neither. It could be neither one. They could just split the minutes at the four. So, so uh, dead evenly that that it makes it hard for either one night of them tonight, to carve out. Different to, yeah. Night tonight, different star at the four. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I I like Love's upside a little bit more because um, even when Nance, 
even when Nance was seeing 30 plus minutes on a pretty regular basis earlier this season, he was solid. And, was you know, great. yeah, he, he was great was, first 20 games. He was solid. He was solid. 33 minutes. Great he for Larry Nance. He was nine, great for Larry Nance. Yeah. Nine and seven. So nine and seven with three assists per game. He was solid. Only 57% from the line. Larry Nance has always been overrated because he goes out there. He'll have the occasional big game. But, yeah, I, I, I actually think he's too inconsistent. I, I go with love. All right. Next question from Brandon Charles. Would y'all, I'm trying to quote Brandon, would y'all trade away Montrez Harrell and Jordan Clarkson for Porzingis? Or as Brandon says, Porzingi. He's in a points league. Head to yes. head. Yes. You I make would, that trade. In a heartbeat. Yeah. Alex? Yeah. Okay. Same here. Yeah, I mean, you get you get 40 to 50 points of upside with, Porzingis, the like 25 a piece you're getting from Harrell and Clarkson, you can just probably find that in the waiver wire or stream it. I mean, just you can stream those points probably. I mean, we don't yeah. know your league right. format. My, I apologi- would just- my apologies to uh, Brandon on the tube. I put, I, I was more conservative. I said, if you're playoffs, I might stick with those two. If you need upside and need to make a run to make the playoffs, go with Porzingis. All right, next question from Anthony Jones. Should I pick up and this is one of four options. The Time Lord Robert Williams, Yusuf Nurkic, Mitchell Robinson, or Jaron Jackson Jr. I think if you're in a good spot right now, I would pick up Nurkic. Like if you don't need production this minute. Um, otherwise, if you are borderline, you know, you're need kind production of, now. Mitchell Robinson would be. Oh, the call. over Time Lord? Yeah, Six I think so. Time Lord last night. Um, I mean, I just, with smart coming back, I feel like they're not going to do as much, like they don't need as many center minutes. I don't know. I mean, they have three centers. Yeah. Right. I think Nurkic is the answer. Um, Jaron Jackson, too many questions about when he's going to return, given the news that came out this week. Uh, Mitchell Robinson. I'm actually not convinced that he is going to. He might earn his starting job back, but I think he's going to have a dec- decreased role once he does return. He was playing 20, almost 29. His, his, oh, go ahead, Shannon. Sorry. He was almost 29 minutes per game, eight and a half, eight and a half, with 1.2 steals, 1.5 blocks. The defensive stats, fantastic for Robinson. Decent rebounding. Um, free throw percentage, absolutely horrendous, 48, under 48%. Um, I actually just think Nerland has played too well. And. You're talking about you're talking about Thibodeau. Ah, I, I think he's going to roll with Nerlens and and you know even if Nerlens ends up coming off the bench and Mitch Rob gets his starting spot back, I think Nerlens is going to eat into too many minutes. Um, Nerlens was in and out of the lineup. He dealt with some injuries earlier this season when Mitch Rob was kind of locked into a bigger role. But I really think the way the Knicks have played, the fact that they're act, they are competing this season. Um, I think New Orleans is going to have a good 25 minute per game role at least uh, moving forward. So no, I'm I'm good. I, I will avoid Mitrob and go with Nurkic. Um, their timetables are pretty similar, and I think Nurkic has has got the highest upside of the bunch as well. Yeah, I thought I was going to go back to your point about if you need help now, only because Robert Williams is playing and Robinson. Yeah. We're estimating the 20th, but he had surgery on his shooting hand. So I, to me, I feel like we don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I was, comes back. I was just about to say that. I thought he was back like right after the all-star break. 
I misremembered when his return date was. Um, so I do have to, I'm going to rescind my advice and go with Robert Williams if you need help now. Uh, no yeah, question. But uh, to Shannon's point, we feel biggest upside, Yusuf Nurkic. Yeah. And that's so, it for our fan feedback, gentlemen. Man, Williams is yeah. good. Yeah, he has been good. Uh, okay, let's move on to the waiver wire segment of the show uh, where we each hand out uh, one player that's available in 50% of leagues and one player that's available uh, in uh, 75% or more uh, of leagues. First one for me, uh, available in at least 50% of leagues, something I was not expecting at all, Joe Ingles, only 49% rostered on Yahoo. Uh, he's ranked Mr. 70. Mr. Yeah, he is, he, he is also uh, my dull suggestion of the week as I steal Ken's segment. Uh, <laughs> of the is, season. Yeah, Ingles, <laughs> yeah. Ingles is 77th uh, ranked per game an eight cat this month and like we know who he is he, he just he hovers around that 75 to 100 range nice just has numbers. to be yeah he just man. has to be rostered in a 12 team league it just i it's a really shocking next round of, yeah it is it is mandatory preferably by the oldest down. person in your league if you have an age range in your league the oldest person should own joe ingles yeah or the slowest person <laughs> physically um how about you, Shannon? Who who's available in fifty percent of leagues? Yeah, this stuff. I think we all wanted to go with the same same couple guys here. Uh, I I am going to go to the Rockets and go with Jay Sean Tate. I know Ken's been uh, beating this drum for a few weeks now, uh, but I I think Jay Sean Tate is just being a little bit overlooked here um, because of the Kevin Porter hype. Uh, yeah, you still got House there, but with uh, with PJ Tucker gone, with Demarcus Cousins gone, uh, with Eric Gordon now hurt, uh, Oladipo probably gone uh, well, before the trade deadline. I just I think Tate's gonna see consistent run. He's been pretty dang good already, and I I don't I can't envision you know, whether it's a, a supporting uh, role off the bench. Um, a role in the starting lineup. He's been moved back and forth a little bit recently. I just feel like he's going to be close to that 30-minute mark. And when he does, he's going to chip in some steals, some three-pointers. Maybe not a ton of three-pointers, but he'll get steals, decent scoring, 12, 13 points per game, decent rebounding, um, and hold hold decent value in like a 12-team, 14-team league. Um, And right now he's only owned in 23% of Yahoo leagues. You know, I'm with you on the Aladipo probably getting traded by Houston. And that to me is the, maybe the validity behind the Kevin Porter uh, helium in that. I think that opens a lot more minutes for Porter. Heck Tate's already playing what 25, 27 minutes a game. Um, so I, I uh, jumping ahead here, but I've got Porter as my available in 50% of leagues. He's 30% Yahoo, 32% ESPN. Houston's a mess. They've lost 14 games in a row. I had I can't I couldn't recommend Tate for a third week in a row, <laughs> so I had to go somebody different. But I like the Aladipo trade freeing up a lot of minutes for Porter. Uh, so there's some nice upside there. Yeah, if you would have mentioned Tate for a third week in a row, that would be like me mentioning TJ McConnell for two straight weeks. <laughs> yeah, you should have a se- a section of guys who are just like <laughs> ditto. They just stay in the section. So the ditto section. Alex, ditto. Stop- 
Alex, I'm assuming you agree on Porter. I know that was the yeah, first yeah, name yeah. that popped into my head. That's who I was going to recommend here as well. Um, I, I got to the notes first. I, I will I will just say, like, I think the helium on, on Porter is a little absurd. Like, I don't know how much value he's going to have in shallower leagues. Um, I do worry about, like, 10-team leagues, how much value he's actually going to have. Um, and then I know I, I understand he, he put up stats in the G League. And then last night, uh, of course, you know, having that 13-point, uh, 5-rebound, 10 assists, 3 steals, 1 block performance. Um is encouraging, but also a lot of those minutes came in garbage time. Uh, the, they were down by 20, 30 points all game. Houston might only be playing mm-hmm. in garbage time once they yeah. do this, all the This is true. This is true. <laughs> I, but, you know, Christian Wood's going to come back um, probably before too long. So, you know, if you're going with That's if, Woods, That's if Woods healthy and, and Wall's healthy and Porter's the – Let's let's say Gordon's healthy too. Oladipo gets traded, so that makes Porter the third or fourth option depending on the night. I just wouldn't get too excited about it. I I, I think he he definitely in twelve and fourteen team leagues, he'll probably get enough minutes to to hold value. But thinking he's going to be immediately like a top eighty player is uh, yeah is questionable in my opinion. He might be a guy you grab and stash if you have room on the hope that Oladipo gets dealt. It's certainly worth taking a flyer on. I just, you know, I just think it's been a little bit absurd, the helium. Well, Shannon, yeah. while you're up, you might as well mention you and I have the same long shot of the week. Also, my dull suggestion of the week. Yeah, Rudy Gay. You know, we've talked about LaMarcus Aldridge leaving uh, San Antonio. Uh, you have like Trey Lyles would be an obvious uh, uh, obvious replacement in the starting lineup. But Trey Lyles was essentially out of the rotation in that first game with LMA out. Uh, Rudy Gay is back. He's healthy now. He's only owned in about 17% of Yahoo leagues, even less, I think about 10 or 11% of ESPN leagues. It's not very exciting, um, but I do think Rudy Gay is, you know, you've got, he's coming off basically 34 fantasy points in his return to action. He was out for a handful of games before the break. Um, But really, there's just going to be, there's going to be 25 to 28 minutes for Rudy Gay with, with Aldridge gone. And he's going to give you steady produ- production, you know, three point production, steals, decent rebounds for the amount of everything, a little bit of everything. Not exciting, but uh, I do like four years old, not getting any younger, never going to blow up for 40 points and 10 boards, but he's going to get you blocks, going to get you some triples, going to get you some steals. 13 and nine on Wednesday with three threes and three steals. I like it. He and Tate are it's it's a close call for me. I would yeah. I think either one um, is a decent. I might I might favor Rudy Gay a little bit more just because I think the minutes could creep up some. So Rudy Gay was he's at 22 minutes per game this year. He was just under 22 minutes per game last year with Aldridge gone. You know, even with Keldon Johnson and some of the other guys in the rotation now, I still could see Rudy Gay getting back up to like 25, 26 minutes per and with that, I might I might like him more than Tate if he actually hits that minute mark. I'm surprised we haven't heard any trade discussion about Rudy Gay. I'm just gonna say the exact same thing, Alex. Just yeah. gonna say the exact same thing. Thirty-four years old, last year of his contract. Yeah. Yeah. They're making the playoffs though. That's what makes the the there's a very good chance the Spurs are making the playoffs. I mean, they're right. eighteen and fifteen right now. Yeah. Um I don't see them falling below, you know, some of these other teams. Uh, 
it, it's kind of weird that Aldridge is leaving, but uh, at the same time, that we've been talking, we've talked about. Before. Isn't it good for the Spurs, Aldridge leaving though? It is. It is. I, I think. I mean, we've we've talked about how we all think they should just blow it up and and give the young guys minutes anyways. So maybe they do move on from Rudy Gay. Uh, but as long as he's there, I like him as a 12-teamer. All right, before we get into DFS, Alex has to give us his long shot of the week, and I think there's a high chance we get a butchered name pronunciation. No, this is Alexei Pokashevsky. Oh, it's, sweet. It's, well, it's, <laughs> Bravo, <laughs> Alex. Yeah, one one percent rostered on Yahoo. I don't even think he's one percent on ESPN. Um, I they think... just round up. They can't do zero with crap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he played thirty minutes yesterday, coming out of the G League. Uh, Fourteen points, eight rebounds, three assists, and two like blocks. Eight foot nine or something, right? He's ex- he's he's a legit seven footer who thinks he's a point guard. Um, and he's the next I, Luka. His his field goal percentage is going to be awful. He's a better points league option, and the Thunder have some guys out, right? So his his minutes were boosted a little bit. But they, I mean, they drafted him for a reason. They want to play him. The G League season's over. They're trying to tank, essentially, and they're failing because Al Horford is too good. Um, (laughs) So I think— Does he see some minute at centers on the nights they rest Horford? Because they're still—every back-to-back, Horford gets a nap. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, they play Roby for like 30 minutes and then they do Mascala for like 18. So like Pokashevsky's more of a small forward than he is a center. As they like a, get a bag of balls at the deadline for Mascala. They should make that deal. <laughs> I think I think it's more likely they just let him go. <laughs> they, right, probably yeah, are, they probably already have to. We, we already have too many basketballs. We don't need another <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the the issue with Poku is he makes Tayshawn Prince look beefy. So <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, I think he's listed as like. Blackston looks chunky. Pokashevsky is listed at seven foot one ninety. By the way, that's so uh, insane. But yeah. he's a fraction of Shannon or I, <laughs> and he's seven foot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Half the Rotowire staff would play bully ball with him. <laughs> Clay Link just posted him up. <laughs> Take him on the oh. block, Clay. <laughs> Only three of us are enjoying that joke, and the one bat, the one baseball fan at Rotowire that listens to the pod. <laughs> yeah, the one crossover fan we have. <laughs> let's. Uh, no, I want to talk. Let's talk about Poku for a minute. Um, I, yeah. I'm going with Poku. That's his. That's what I will always refer to him as. Uh, I. <laughs> I, I do. I worry about him. I think he's worth a stash. If you're in a deep enough league, 14 team league, and you've got extra roster spots, he's certainly worth a stash. Um, points leagues, all the better. Like Alex mentioned, the field goal percentage is going to be horrible. I do. I am somewhat concerned. I think we'll see flashes. We've had we've seen a couple games already where he has like 25 fantasy points. Um, but he also was demoted to the G League for a reason, and it's you know after after the first what. 20 games or so um i think it was 17 he made 17 appearances and then he was demoted to g league and that was because he wasn't ready um i i, I think wonder, they taught him how to shave at the g league right right <laughs> i i wonder how long he'll stick around um you know let alone get starting starting minutes Baisley was out so that's a big part of it that's why he started it 
It it just depends. We've talked about the Thunder and how they are going to have to eventually tank, go full tank. You know, they're they're winning too many games right now. Um, so maybe giving Poku the minutes is the way they'd go the full tank. The Rotowire NBA podcast is brought to you by Gamer Saloon. Gamer Saloon is a video game tournament platform where you can play video games for real cash prizes. All major consoles and PCs are supported. Our most popular titles are NBA 2K, Madden, FIFA, NHL, and Call of Duty. Gamer Saloon launched in 2006 and since then has awarded more than $75 million in prizes. Players could play in multiplayer tournaments or simply play 1v1 games from your couch for real cash prizes. Withdrawals are fast and easy, and they're directly deposited right into your PayPal account. Join a free match on us today by going to gamersaloon.com slash rotowire. That's gamersaloon.com slash rotowire, and simply pick your game of choice. All you have to do is win one match, and Gamer Saloon will give you $10. Again, gamersaloon.com slash rotowire. Win that match. Go get those free $10. Let's move on to Friday DFS. It is a seven-game slate. Uh, the highest over-under on the day is 76ers at Wizards with a 234.5 over-under. Uh, some quick injuries. We have uh, all these guys are questionable. Bradley Beal, Kevin Love, Paul Millsap, Darius Garland, John Wall. Uh, as always, uh, check the Rotowire lineups page. Check the news. Um, just because move uh, news moves so fast in the NBA. My first guy uh, for this slate that I that I plugged in was Kelly Olenek against the Bulls. Starter uh, Kelly Olenek. Adebayo is out. And Olenek averages 35 fantasy points in the games that Adebayo does not play. And with Olenek being only $4,500 against a mediocre Bulls team, I am more than okay with that. Um, we also have revenge game narrative for Jimmy Butler, uh, who went for 63 fantasy points yesterday against the Magic. And Butler is 9,600. So I think you can play those two together against Chicago. And you should cross five times value on both of those guys combined. Um, it would be surprising if you didn't. Hmm. Gentlemen, I, I, my, I'm going to let you run with the DFS section, but before I do, I've got one key question. If you're not going with Olenek at center, and that is awfully tempting, do you have to go spend big money on Joel Embiid playing the terrible Washington Wizards who are starting Mo Wagner? I'm sorry, Mo Wagner at center? Embiid is 10,700 on FanDuel. And no Ben Simmons tonight. So the to me, the blowout chances are a little less without Simmons. Yeah, I mean, without Simmons, they don't really have a, de- a dedicated like guy to throw on Bradley Beal, and so yeah, could bring the game closer. I think that's a, I mean, I think that's a good call. I also like Gobert, but I'll I'll get to that in a minute. But yeah, yeah, he he's certainly an option. Uh, Embiid's been a, a beast all year. There's not many guys you can put in your lineup who can get you 70 points, uh, and he's he's done it multiple times this season. So. I would not fault anyone for spending up and getting Embiid in their lineup. Um, for me, I, you know, I hate that I hate this slate so much. Um, even the guys like Olenek and Jimmy Butler, um, players, for, you know, I love targeting against the Chicago Bulls, um, but Miami is then one of the slower-paced teams in the league, and usually the over/under is lower. Um, they also played last night, the, the heat played last yeah. night. So I, I'm hesitant to go with Olenek or Butler because of that. 
And it actually makes me want to target some of the other uh, Heat players a little bit more. You know, like maybe maybe Tyler Hero gets more minutes tonight because he only played 28 minutes last night. Um, I I think there's blowout potential here um, on either side. It could be the bull. The Bulls also played last night. Um, it's just get a tough. Sloppy. Gonna get yeah, a little sloppy. Yeah, the Rockets played last night. Uh, they got blown out last night. Now they're playing against the Jazz. That's going to be another blowout. There's just so many blowouts, uh, blowout potential games in this slate that that it's it's tough for me to carve out some some players I love. I will say, uh, let, let me just mention a couple. Um, Malcolm Brogdon, sixty six hundred dollars. Hate the matchup uh, against the Lakers, but Brogdon at sixty six hundred. It's tough. It's tough to pass up. Um, and then Colin Sexton, this especially if if uh, Garland misses time, if he sits out tonight and he's currently questionable, I really like Sexton. He has these are his three games before the break: forty-three and a half fantasy points, fifty-four point six, and fifty-four point eight. Really. Uh, Humming along, getting tons and tons of minutes. Those were against some tough defensive and slower-paced teams, Philadelphia, uh, the Rockets, and the Pacers. Um, you know, 7,800. Sexton's, eh, he rarely gets up that high, price that high, but I, I feel like it's still worth it uh, to plug him in, especially if Garland misses time. Yeah, that Brogdon price is shocking. Um, 6,600. I mean, he has, this is like five games with at least 50 fantasy points this season. I mean, he is, he does not have a lot of games where he's like under 30 fantasy points at all. It's actually five total games this season where he's under 30 fantasy points. So you're getting him for 6,600. That kind of feels like a free square. Guys, Uh, let me ask you this with, uh, DeRozan out, who do you like in the Spurs as they, uh, are at home facing the magic? Well, I think Shan kind of mentioned it. I mean, LaMarcus Aldridge like wasn't doing that much for them. So I I don't think it opens up like a ton. No, I'm talking about DeRozan's out though tonight. Oh, DeRozan. Sorry. I thought you said Aldridge. Um, That, that one's hard. I think DeJounte Murray already gets a decent amount of like usage. So I don't think he can go like sky high, but maybe there's more Keldon Johnson. I could see that. I mean, him and DeRozan are not dissimilar players. Yep. Lonnie Walker probably gets into the fold a little bit. Tell him uh, Johnson 5,400 on FanDuel, by the way. Our Rudy Gay, who he mentioned, only 5,000. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I like those guys. Yeah, I agree. I, I have Kelvin Johnson in my lineup right now, and I think he's a decent option. That is a game that could be tragically low scoring, though. I mean, this is... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, or this, versus this Orlando. Slate, this is the worst slate of the season. Um, as far as like matchups, p- slow paced teams, the, the second, uh, half of back to backs, like it's got everything. It's, I think it's, it's a horrible, horrible slate. Shannon, horrible. to your point of the awful slate and all the back to backs, could Jordan Clarkson go off against a terrible Rockets team as they don't have a bench. Cause now the whole bench is starting. <laughs> it's certainly possible. Uh, I think he's, he's an option tonight. Um, I mean, some of these games are going to be so ugly. Uh, with that game in particular, I think will be bad. Um, that even Jordan Clarkston might see limited run. Um, it's going to be their their third, you know, the the guards behind Conley, uh, 
Donovan Mitchell and Clarkson that that could end up seeing an extra run. I, I think tonight's going to be bad. That that Jazz game, I am I'm very hesitant to target any players from it uh, unless it's it's some of the the deeper bench guys who are, who are going to see increased run. Yeah, like I'd like Gobert in theory in that game. You know, he's 8,000. The Houston Rockets don't really have a real center or like an experienced <laughs> center. But again, especially with PJ Tucker gone. <laughs> the spread on this game is 17 points in favor of Utah. Uh, and I don't think that's like a bad number. You know what Gobert I mean? Gobert may never take his sweats off. He'll just play for two minutes <laughs> and like, all right, thanks, guys. Sit down here. That would that would be incredible. Um, yeah, as yeah. was alluding to, we might get a lot of Georges and Yang minutes or Mie Oni. Oh, Yang. Yeah. He's got to be a dull pickup one of these weeks, just for the dullness. <laughs> All right, I've got some I've got some news, uh, breaking news Ooh. that is is not dull. Uh, Karis Levert is returning to action tomorrow. Hey, tomorrow, yes. This news broke <laughs> while we were recording here. Um, so he's not playing tonight him. against not playing tonight against the Lakers, but he will be back against the Suns. So that's if the that's, if the Rockets wind up dealing Oladipo, is the Pacer front office just like <laughs> you know they like does it make it look smarter? Levert goes off for eighteen tonight and looks re- relatively healthy. It makes no sense that that swap that the Rockets did with the Pacers. I I just don't get it, but. Levert's the on Rockets. their timeline. Levert was on their timeline. What are you doing, Houston? The Rockets not getting Levert or Ben Simmons in while trading James Hargan is kind of insane. Yeah. Like in like you end up with Oladipo and picks, and you're gonna end up with more picks for Oladipo probably, and like a, probably some maligned young player. Uh, like for, you're gonna get Frank Nilakina and picks. Okay. Like. <laughs> Um, that that is good though. I I think Levert will have a really good season with Indiana. I mean, should he should he return healthier? I mean, his injury was a cyst removal, right? Like, presumably he's in great shape, but I don't know anything about that procedure he had. I don't know. I mean, he was playing with it. And he was playing well, yeah. so you know, yeah. might be a little bit lighter, I guess. Uh, okay, let's move on, Ken, to your old man rant. We're in a rush today, so I'll reiterate a past rant. Last year's playoffs teams got earned uniforms from Nike over the All-Star break. So for all the 16 playoff teams, they got a fourth set of uniforms. Why? Most of them are pointless. As Alex pointed out, the Mavericks' fourth unis just look like the regular unis, but they say Mavs instead of Mavericks. They're all terrible. Uh, I do like the Bucks and their antler jerseys. I actually like those. But for the most part, this is stupid. Stop it. I like the Utah jerseys. The the Bucks jerseys feel like something they would have considered yes. for the actual jersey. Yes. And then it just kind of didn't, which is good. Uh, but, yeah, I agree with you. Too many. I mean, I love alternates, but some of them are so bad that it's like, why are you doing this? Like, the amount of teams that just go white alternate or black alternate with, like, the team logo in the middle – it's like, you you know, like the, th- the Thunder have so many uniforms. None of them make sense. And Thunder is such a terrible <laughs> name. I pick a mascot. Can we get an animal in Oklahoma? There must be some animals in Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> someone someone on Twitter, I forgot who one of the bigger NBA writers suggested that 
teams that do not make the playoffs should get unearned jerseys. Yes, remove the set. <laughs> well, they either remove a set or you you have to wear your worst jersey in team history. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Yeah. Uh, the Wizards would just be trapped in those gold and black Lame. ones. The gold <laughs> until, until they won a For game decades. or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, mispronounced names. Uh, we just assume. I just ass- yeah. Go ahead. I yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, our fan Akshar Ayer. I'm way I less said confident. Akshar Ayer, but I just assume I got that wrong. I I wrote that before we even I, before the show started. I just assumed I was going to put his news. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. So we apologize. Um, and then you had Matisse. You said tabbouli. Right, which is the Middle Eastern food dish that I really like. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> can you give the proper, is it tabeel? Is it bile? I've never gotten it's, it right. It's either thibul or tibul, and I can't rem- I can never Sam remember. Sam, help us out here. It's thibul, apparently. Matisse thibul. Thibul or tibul, yeah. It's not yeah. tabbouli. No, it's, it's not. not. With a little lemon, a little lemon, and some fish on the side. Uh, I, on that note, thank you everybody for joining us on the RotoWire Fantasy Cooking Podcast. Not really sure. Uh, Ken, take us out of here. Let's go to Dallas. Those Mavericks we were just discussing, where Kristaps Porzingis said the following after going 0 for 11. Quote. Kobe says you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Tonight I missed all 100. Attention passengers, this three-car fantasy train wreck has hit the end of the line. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.